They also don't come with fridges here. Seriously? Yeah. It's like a you thing to- in LA. So do you just take your fridge with you everywhere you go or do you? Yeah, there's like this really interesting fridge economy here in Los Angeles where like when you first move, you're going to be able to find a fridge for like a hundred bucks because somebody else is moving. And, and so these fridges just get cycled through forever. Yeah. So I have my, someone else's fridge right now. That's funny. It's a nice so then, fridge. So then when you move, do you just, are you just going to leave it there and tell the person getting the apartment, you owe me a hundred bucks? <laughs> no, I'm going to take my fridge with me. It's a nice fridge. Yeah. yeah. I bet. I, I wonder if it's not just LA, if it's like those really big cities where there's a lot of people moving a lot or if it's just, just LA. <laughs> I, wonder. I don't know. I definitely have heard a lot of people be like, what? Shocked yeah. when they come here. But maybe New York, that would be the only other place that I could think of that would have this. But yeah. otherwise, people from all over have definitely commented on the fact that there's no fridges. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what do you say we talk about some voting age? Sure. I mean, I kind of thought we'd talk fridges all day, but sure, we could do voting age. I mean, if you want to get sarcastic with me about fridges, I think it's kind of cold, but... freeze freeze me out if you want this is what you've opened the show with every single time (laughs) and i'm trying to grow the show and i don't understand if you want to burn the show to the ground then why do you want to keep recording it i got nothing else to do (laughs) i i am known at work as the pun guy uh my my wife hates them and so you're you get it sorry one of the more significant bummers for me (laughs) the show's free Okay. Yeah, you don't like true. my puns. I'll give you your money back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least it's only like once or twice in an episode. I, I'm not full of them all the time. I, I pull back so that we can have actual discussions. Yeah, that is nice. I think I'm just jealous because I it's hard to do prop comedy on a podcast. So I don't get to really hone in on what I like to be, which is the carrot top of my friend group. So <laughs> <laughs> carrot top, not Gallagher, huh? Yeah, no. All right. Uh, so Kim, <laughs> and that's we, our talk on voting age. That's right. That's right. Uh, you educated me on something recently that we just passed a milestone when it comes to voting rights. Yeah. Tell we me. actually passed a couple milestones on voting rights here in March because March was also, also when the, uh, bloody Sunday, the March across Edmund Pettus bridge happened. Mm. In 1965. And then 50 years ago, on March 23rd, was when the voting right or voting age got lowered to 18 from 21. See, it's funny because I I didn't I didn't know that until we started research for this episode. When I started researching for the episode, um, I didn't realize that voting age was 21. Yeah, yeah, I it was. For a very I thought it's time. always been 18. I don't know why I um, thought that. Because it, it has been for you, right? Right, right. Well, and I guess I wouldn't think of why it wouldn't be like at 18. And this, I know this is part of why they did this, but like, am I at 18? You can fight for your country. You can die for your country. You okay. are an adult that like you're done with high school. You're, you, you can do everything you need to do as an adult, except for drink alcohol in mm-hmm. most places. Um, but like you, like that's what, well, I guess and now too, you can't buy cigarettes, at least in Michigan, unless you're 21. Oh yeah, that's the same way here too, I think. I think that's federal national? now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so like, I don't know. like you're an adult at 18, so you, you can vote. That just, that just, why would it be any different? Um, so the fact that it was 21 for so long, I guess kind yeah. of surprises me. But um, It took the Vietnam War 
for it to be lowered to 18. The, the motto was old enough to fight, old enough to vote. It was people wanting to, you know, being sent off to Vietnam without having any voice. That was such a um, hotly debated war here all over, but certainly, of course, still even now in our country. Um, and so that that was the deal. People young Americans started to say, hey, you know, we're being sent off to go fight. And a lot of us are coming back, are not coming back yeah. uh, for a war that we don't believe in and didn't have a voice in. So. And, and I think that's for me, that's where I kind of struggle with this current debate on should it be 16, 17, stay at 18, because, mm-hmm. you know, at 16, you're you can work and pay taxes. Yeah. No no taxation without representation is a thing from our history. So, so that's what we're talking about today is, is voting age. Uh, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and let's get into that. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So let's talk a little bit about vote 16 well, USA. Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Oh, hold we on. have to introduce the show. We got to introduce the show. <laughs> this your first episode. This your first episode. I'm so excited to be on a podcast. I think is that's that what, what this it. is called? I think so. I think so. Uh, <laughs> I just immediately screw it. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I have a lot to, to work through and I'm curious as to where we land on the side of this, of this discussion. Me too. Me too. Um, so yeah, go ahead. You, why don't you, why don't you in? No, I did it last time. You did it last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the I, listener I may prefer only... being introduced. Okay. Um, so uh, <laughs> joining me today is Kit. No, um, so my, <laughs> Welcome to my America. Uh, I am half of the team. My name is Dan. I am a cisgender hetero male. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a dad. Uh, I live in Michigan. I am uh, a centrist type polit- political leaning, uh, have always been right of center growing up, uh, have dabbled on the left of center a little bit here and there, did a little experimentation. Um, and uh, and I think that I am, I think I'm, I'm a pretty independent voter, Kim. And I tend to lean somewhat conservative, but man, this country has broken my heart enough lately that I'm probably a lot more left of center than what most people would would like um, in my family. So that's me, uh, marketing professional, podcaster by hobby, and I love serving in nonprofits and just having a uh, making a difference in the world. So that's me. I'm Dan. Hi. Hi. And joining me today is my guest, Kim. Thanks so much for the introduction, Dan. My name is Kim. I'm the host of this show. I am a white, cisgender, female, heterosexual female living in Los Angeles. I work in television production and run a nonprofit uh, aimed at getting more people to vote, specifically doing it through a couple different ways. But um, one of the biggest, most ambitious things that we're doing is trying to change the way that we educate our kids and our adults on the way the government works and the importance of voting, starting from kindergarten all the way into adulthood. Um, so this is something that I am excited to talk about, lowering the voting age to 16. I have some thoughts on it. Um, I have some strong opinions, but I actually don't really have that strong of an opinion that I know of currently right now on Oh, I guess I do have a strong opinion. I just decided just now that I do have, welcome to my brain. It sucks in here. Um, I, I do have some strong opinions, but I'm excited to talk about it and tell you all the ways that you're right and you're wrong. And I'm looking forward to you eventually realizing that you agree with me. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so why don't you take the reins? I mean, you run that a uh, nonprofit on, on 
getting people out to vote and voting rights and everything else. You are extremely involved. You have a master's in political science. You are the expert. I just got some opinions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, kind of just me too, but um, so this actually um, lowering the voting age to 16 is a, of all the debates we're currently having in the country, it's not the biggest debate that we're having, but it is a um, it, it is a debate that's and and a cause that people are fighting for right now. Vote sixteen USA is a project of Generation Citizen, and they are working to um, lower the voting age. They're a pretty new group, so they don't have a lot of political power, uh, but they they're looking to be kind of the leader in this movement towards getting the um, voting age lowered to sixteen. A couple things. Uh, the voting age is 16 in some places. Yeah. Um, you can vote in, there are certain cities where if you're 16 or even 17, um, you can vote in your local election. So your mayoral, your school board, that kind of stuff. Which I know, like, as I was doing my research, I, I, I found Berkeley. There's a couple of cities in, in Maryland. Um, mm-hmm. I know in 2020, San Francisco was voting whether to allow 16 year olds to vote. Do you know if that passed? Ooh, I don't know if that passed. Okay. Are you able to? Um, I mean, see? we can we can look that up as we're talking here, but I, but yeah, I find it interesting because like like I would think in a stereotypical discussion here it would be well, yeah, of course, far left California wants other kids to vote, like whatever, right? Like that would <laughs> yeah, be yeah, that would that you're right, but Maryland and like, Maryland, I believe, was the first. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Why do you think? Yeah, there's only um, like 17 people there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a very populous. It's just small, geographically very small, very populous with yeah. a cool looking flag, very chess oriented flag. Yeah. So um, like what, like, so that's kind of the facts behind it at this point. We'll, we'll get into some mm-hmm. more, but what, um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? Like, why are we having this debate right now in particular? Let's, let's, let's start there. That's my question to sure. both of us. Why are we having this debate right now in 2021 about lowering our voting age to 16? Why is that important right now? Well, I first of all, we're having just a debate in 2021 about voting rights across the board. So let's include this in it. But we're having, you know, HR1, as we're recording this right now on the 7th of March, um, not to pull back the curtain on how we record this, but, <laughs> um, oh, um, you know, it's March 7th, HR1, the For the People Act has passed the House. It will fail in the Senate because we still have the filibuster. I don't understand why we still have the filibuster. We're going to keep getting screwed over like this. And we're not going to get anything done, but that's a different podcast episode probably. But we're having a debate because that, you know, 253 or 257 or some odd uh, measures are being introduced in 43 different states to try and um, limit who can vote. So, you know, in general, I, I feel like it'd be, re- that's not what this episode is about. It's going to be specifically about lowering the voting age to 16, but I just want to acknowledge where we're at right now with voting right um, in general. Having, you know, we're having it now because we're seeing so many of our young people get more involved as they're seeing their futures in this country and in this world be threatened by things like climate change. Um, you know, you look at our the Parkland survivors, how incredibly active they got and continue to be politically, you know, the March for Our Lives marches and all that kind of stuff, because, you know, they, their lives were threatened. They lost friends and family in a horrific school shooting 
And so they decided to take action. And so, you know, we should be having this debate because look, look at them, look at how much they have accomplished without even being able to vote. Why don't they get to vote? And also, like you mentioned, taxation without representation. 16-year-olds work. That's how we lowered the voting age down to 18 to begin with, was we were sending mostly young men, but young men and women out to war. And they wanted to have a voice. I read something, and I want to read this word for word. As I was searching for the San Francisco, um, it appears that it failed. Um, Mm -hmm. So they did not lower their voting age in San Francisco or Oakland, um, from what I can see. If I'm wrong with that, at me on Twitter and tell me. But I believe it's pronounced it, Auckland. Auckland. Uh, so says, aside from establishing a lifelong habit of voting, research also shows young people voting makes their parents more likely to vote as well. Mm-hmm. Critics of lowering the voting age say 16 and 17 year olds are not mature enough to vote, don't have enough awareness of civics, history or politics, and don't have enough life experiences. Conservatives also, this is where I, this is really interesting. Conservatives also note that younger voters tend to lean more liberal. There it is. That's why we're having a conversation about voting rights in 2021 to begin with, because Republicans have straight up said it puts us at a disadvantage when more people can vote. Yeah. I don't know. Why don't you, I I, I don't care if you're disadvantaged because your policies aren't, aren't the ones that people want. Yeah. I don't care. Moderate your policies, not not suppress the vote. So what I find interesting, a couple of things I find in in that paragraph, super fascinating that that voting younger creates more of a habit. That is that that is true. And the um, the part about it encouraging their parents. So that's that's why that's huge. So for where the people that uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, one of the really big ambitious things that I'm working on is this like new way that we teach voting in this country uh, starting in kindergarten. And so all these like letters that, you know, we're going to send home with students to the parents, teach the parents about voting also, because we know that if the parents see these kids, even kindergarten, first, second grade, working on this homework or, you know, learning about an election in their classroom, because that's what they would do. They would actually have like a little election in their classroom. The parents are, are going to be learning about that, or, you know, the parents are possibly learning about this also. So we're trying to kind of pull the parents along with them because we know that one, if you, if you start voting younger, it's habitual. And two, it does take the parents with them. That And we see it both ways. When parents are not voting, kids are not voting. Mm. If you're not talking about it at home, you're less likely to vote. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not having a conversation around the dinner table, you're less likely to vote. Yeah. There's not one reason why there's low voter turnout, but that is something that comes up that we see repeatedly. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, fascinating, super fascinating. And I, yeah. and I, and that's why, like, that would push me towards saying, yes, lower the voting age so that more people vote. Like, we just need more engagement. Um mm-hmm. The other thing is, you know, the, the, this, this was my other reaction to this whole discussion was uh, my kids are turning 15 and 16 here in about a month. They're amazing young humans. I don't know that I'd want them voting yet because I was saying that same thing to myself. Like, I don't know if they're mature enough, if they have enough awareness of civics, history or politics. Like, I don't know if they're ready for that. What's the difference between 16 and 18? Now I realize there have to be lines. 
like at some point we're not gonna have sure. kindergartners deciding our like we just keep going well what's another year what's another year we don't <laughs> want to do that i get that but in all honesty 16 to 18 is a pretty significant growth period in our lives we're going mm-hmm. through things like puberty we're going through things like first relationships we're learning a ton in, in, in high school hopefully like there's i know there's a lot on the other hand if you can work and contribute to our economy you can contribute to our tax base you can get out and drive and have a thousand pound weapon at your fingertips mm-hmm. right like you yeah. you know why can't you have a say in things like elections and maybe we test it with local elections. Maybe for a while we say, okay, maybe, maybe it's not federal. Maybe it's only local and state. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a place to start. But yeah, I guess I'm just kind of on the fence about this because as, as, as much as I first said, I don't know if I want my kids voting. On the other hand, they're wicked smart. They are very engaged, my, one more so than the other, but they're both engaged. We have these discussions in our home. And for the most part, I think we tend to agree on stuff, but even if we didn't, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, right now, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, but like right now, my, my dad and I don't agree on some stuff. (laughs) And for the most part, like, I'm okay with that. It's okay that we disagree on, on the civics side of things and the political side of things morals and things like compassion are more important to me, but I enjoy those debates over civics and politics. Yeah. You know, things like morals, racism, compassion, sexism, that's more important to me. And I, I, you know, if, if we disagree me and another person, I might get a little more passionate about it and be maybe a little more hurt by it if we disagree. But again, you're not my enemy. And so I think about that Mm -hmm. when I think about like my kids, right. My own kids. If we disagree, that's okay. I want them to push me to, to think. I want them to push me to see the world in a different way. I want, I, I welcome that progressive nature of the youth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so I had a couple of thoughts, which is one, then, you know, the idea that like these kids don't really know that much about civics and stuff. Arguably, this is when they know the most about civics because they're in high school. They're supposed to be right. learning this stuff, right. you know. And how many adults right now in Congress don't? Exactly. We can't change the Constitution. Didn't somebody yeah. say that? Yes, I, I think a, a lady said it, which is even right. more the the mental gymnastics of a woman saying they can't change the Constitution is impressive. You couldn't right. even vote when the Constitution was written. You ding dong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, knowing civics. Yeah, that was one of my thoughts too. Was that I agree with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then the other thing is too. You know, like I, I, I you know, I don't want them to vote because at 16, you know, what are they thinking about? Do they know enough about the world? I think that that is giving a whole lot of credit to a lot of other 18 and up folks, as far as what they know about the world. Um, We don't get to decide. Now, this is going to be a radical idea for a whole lot of uh, Republicans in Congress. We don't get to decide whether somebody gets to vote based on what they think and how they feel Mm. about issues. You know, not wanting a a 16 year old to vote and have a voice in the future. Okay, then let's play out the scenario. Who is better? Who is a better um, harbinger 
of our future, of our vote for the future, a 16-year-old or a 97-year-old? Mm-hmm. And you're just not going to make the argument that a 97-year-old shouldn't be able to vote. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying we're going to, if we're saying a 16-year-old is too young to decide the future, then, you know, is a 97-year-old too old? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I, I see which is something saying. I never, ever thought about before and, and, and don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe once you're able to vote, you should not not be able to vote um well i get there's other conversations to be had but you know age and that kind of stuff but um a friend of mine's daughter said that to me and she was so passionate she was like there should be a cutoff 65 year olds and up and i was like whoa 65 is really young first of all second of all um there shouldn't be a cutoff but i hear your passion (laughs) interesting (laughs) but that was her thought you know she's 13 or 14 that's kind of her you know that's where she's at right now that's her thought it's like she because she is seeing the world and the country as it is right now and so she's like why do these people get a voice in my future yeah and and the reason that she she was saying this is because it wasn't things weren't being voted in her favor oh we could all say that listen having a nonprofit that just blindly wants more people to vote sometimes sucks because guess what? I am even encouraging your dumb vote to <laughs> be cast. Like your vote that is in direct opposition to me. Why your is vote my vote that dumb? I, well, you know, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I have encouraged people to vote against the things to cast a ballot that I know would be in opposition for things that I really, really care about. Right. We just, right. Yeah. you know, let's play a game called the most votes win. I like that game. Now, I guess like you're in the minority, apparently. Yeah. So here's the thing. So uh, when, when you say that, and I agree with you, I do think of this though. I I've, I've, I've read this in a meme. I've heard this in discussions. I've read it in writings. So here's a thought. America is not a democracy. Correct. We are, we are a democratic Republic. Correct. With representation. Mm-hmm which means popular vote doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I get, and I guess, I don't know what that, like, I don't know what I, what I mean by bringing that up. I just, that's a response to that. Well, the most votes wins. Well, but not, not always, but almost yeah. always, I guess, I, I guess I struggle with that is like when I vote for mayor, the most votes wins. When I vote for a congressperson, a Senator, a, what like the most votes wins everything except for president. Because the electoral college was built on a racist system and still exists because the racism helps some people. Yeah. And I guess that's where I struggle is like, mm-hmm. what you know, anyway. And, and because I guess too, like some of it is should completely popular vote win for everything. Can it be, um, what's the, when you break it up, Ranked choice, ranked, ranked choice. choice. There you go. Yeah. What is? I think you know, ranked choice is what we should be doing. For I mean, really, just any any election with people, you can't do measures because you can't be like yes, no, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty uh, binary, but I, I think for people, we should do ranked choice voting yeah. across the board. Um, a lot, the argument against 
abolishing the Electoral College is, of course, well, then it's just California has all the votes. That's not true. But also, okay, I'm really sorry that the most populous state in the country carries a little more weight politically than like Montana. Montana, beautiful. Montana is gorgeous. Uh, a, A very good friend of mine is from Montana. Montana shouldn't be a state. There's like 17 people in it. It's just a lot of beautiful land that could be split up into like a couple different states, just divided up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and that has nothing to do with Montana nights. (laughs) I don't know what they're called. I love Montana. Montanans. I don't know. It's a beautiful state, but like, you know, there's not that many people there and we're really going to have an art. Like Montana and California have the same amount of electoral power or congressional power. That seems bonkers. Ranked choice voting. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to this 16 year old debate. Yeah. 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 How, like, what do you, what, what's your, what's your thought then? What's your proposal? How, what do we do? Like, is this, should we do this? How do we do it? Where are we at with this? I think, I, you know what? I think we should do it. I don't know really what the problem is, like why we would start small. Cause I, cause I'm thinking this, I'm like, I'm thinking, first of all, can we start with some, not to say that we can't talk about this or do this, but can we start somewhere else? Can we start with um, automatic voter registration? Uh, can we start yeah. there? And that includes yes. some kind of voter ID that is accepted everywhere so that we don't have to worry about voter ID fake debates. Yeah. Right? Like, is there something there that we can do? And I don't know if there is. I don't know how that works, but there has to be something. There has to be something. There is something. It's called the For the People Act, and it's not going to pass in the Senate. Right, right. And um, and it does include um, automatic voter registration, abolishing stringent state voter ID laws, uh, restoring the rights to to vote to former felons, that all that yeah. kind of stuff, changing our um, the hours and early voting and all that kind of stuff to make the ballot more accessible. But that's the problem. That's why sixteen year olds. It probably will never be a federal law that sixteen year olds can vote until we have a nonpartisan committee. That is just there to ensure that votes and voters count and matter. And, um, you know, that's not going to happen because there is Republicans like, listen, I, I feel bad just being like, it's the Republicans. But because I'm not talking about every single Republican in this country, I'm talking about Republicans in Congress. They've made it very clear where they stand on voter rights and they are not going, they want for them, the fewer votes, the better. Yep. Which, yeah. Less access to the ballot means more wins for them. You're going to gerrymander the shit out of things. They're going to lower access to the polls and then they're going to say, no, it's fine. If you want to change things, then win. Okay. Well, (laughs) then put the ball in the middle of the field. (laughs) Right. And and I don't understand how that, like, I, I'm genuinely listeners. If you are a Republican and you think that that's okay, please send us an email and explain it. Cause I'm genuinely curious as to why that's okay. Why is it okay to suppress votes? Why is it okay to redistrict areas so that you, only you win? Why is it okay to say, you know, I mean, wh- why isn't it okay to say, you know what? The voting system does work. It's been proven again and again, the most, you know, absentee voters were Republicans generally older white people for the longest time Mm -hmm. and now it's like oh no it's it's a flawed system wait you've been doing it forever 
How is, how is it yeah. flawed if you've been doing it? Um, like, t- tell me, as a centrist, independent voter, I want more votes. I want more voting available. I want to count more votes. I want this because that's what our country is made up of is more, more people. And so why is any of that okay? Why is it okay for, if you're a Republican, why is it okay for your party to oppress votes as we're discussing? And if, and you know what, if you think they're not oppressing, they're just trying to make like, like, tell me to explain it to me. Like yeah. I'm five. Um, yeah. <laughs> me too. Explain it to me because I, <laughs> Republicans are, there is no longer the quiet part. They are just, it's just vote, voter suppression out loud. I they mean, they it. are coming out and saying it puts us at a disadvantage yep. when more people can win or um, vote. And um, yeah, so you were looking for something. Go ahead. What'd you find? So we had a measure here in California that got voted down. Um, that was if you are 17, but you'll be 18 by the general election, you can vote in the primary. But that got voted down here in California. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, this is never going to pass federally until there's an independent um, committee on on voter rights. But I don't really see why we would let it happen in local elections and not the federal. You know what I mean? Like, why not? If we're going to do it, why not just do it? Local elections are the ones that are going to have more of an impact on you specifically anyway. Yeah, maybe that's where it needs to start then. Let's let's do that. Yeah, when you say it won't happen, bipartisan, here's what I found. That constitutional amendment, for those who don't understand, to have an amendment to change it across federal requires two-thirds approval from both houses of Congress, Senate and representatives. And three-fourths of the state legislatures, 38 states had to vote yes. Yeah. So all of that isn't, it just isn't going to happen. Mm-mm. We won't have an amendment. But starting starting local, do yeah. it. Yeah. Talk about it. Do it. Figure it out. It's so frustrating, too, just like aside from, from this, no matter what it is, that not, like we just won't have an amendment in the Constitution for almost anything anymore. And when you look at those numbers, it's wild we ever had it to begin with based on the way that politics are now. Oh, yeah. Just people are just so, they just dig into their parties and are unwilling. Now, I, of course, just want to blame it on Republicans, but. But but it isn't, right? I mean, it's both. I mean, it's not. It is both. Although right now it does feel like the Democrats are trying to help people no matter what. We want to put money in your hands regardless of who you voted for. We want to put the power to vote in your hands regardless of what that's going to do to our party. Now, we know like we're in safe ground there because we know that as the demographics of America change, if more people are allowed to vote, it is more likely that Democrats will continue to to win more elections. Just like we know if we can get statehood for dc and and puerto rico i can't remember if they voted for it i think they did though um to say that they want it if we can get give them statehood we are more likely to have two or four more seats uh in the senate for democrats so yeah it is all a power play and like yeah we do get to be on the right side of history because it's going to benefit us you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. who's to say i would like to think that regardless of what it would do to our party that we would still fight for the right to vote. Yeah. But it is incredibly disappointing 
that you have people who have been in Congress forever who are like, mm, nobody else needs to vote. Vote basket is full. <laughs> it's definitely interesting because I do, you know, my, my initial gut reaction was nope, but I kind of do go back and forth a little bit on it. And I don't, yeah. I don't know that I see anything inherently wrong with it. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not technically full-fledged adults, but at 16, 17, you can emancipate yourself from your parents. You can, you, you do pay taxes because you, you can work now, if you're not working, you're not paying ta- like anyway, but like you, you can get a job and pay taxes. Um, you know, if you go through, I mean, we've had 16 year olds graduate high school yeah, and, and younger too, but like you can end Look up at in Doogie Hauser. That's right. Uh, <laughs> You know, my, my oldest child is going into something called early middle college, which means in her high school, she will go one extra year and, and receive an associate's degree. So she will be taking college classes starting next year. You know, like she's doing adult things. You, you mm-hmm. can drive at 16. Again, whether you choose to or not, or whether you can afford to or not is a whole nother talk. But my gosh, I guess. Like, yeah, you're making adult decisions all day long. Now, I'd like to think that my 16-year-old is still under my house, my rules. So I think it, I think it needs to be, there are a lot of things to be discussed and debated in our society right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of them. And I think it's an important one. It may not be the most important one, yeah, but, it might be I, a, but it might be a pretty big we, one, though. It's a pretty big one. Unfortunately, we can't walk and chew gum at the same time in this country right now and so we can't have a conversation a serious conversation we can't give this the time it and space it needs because we have more important things you know you can't check oil on a car that doesn't have an engine you know what i mean you can't like the car is democracy the engine is voting the oil is 16 year olds Hmm. the wheels are licorice. What? Ralph breaks the internet? Are you? Yeah. Wreck it, Ralph? Um, I'm Sarah Silverman. Yeah, it's definitely important, though. I mean, I, you know, it's how do you rank what's more important? I mean, I guess you can't like, I, I don't want to see our, our BIPOC Americans losing their rights while we give rights to kids, air quotes, right? Like, I, I don't want to do that. But it doesn't have to happen. That's the thing. It's not. It's not binary. It's not this or that. No, it's it's right? not. It but the be. reality of where we live right now is that it is. Yeah, yeah. We so we, we should be able first. to do both, but we can't, and so yeah. we have to get this yep. figured out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with. That. I agree. I do agree with that for sure. Um, but it needs it needs to be talked about for sure. I mean, I'd love yeah. to see. Yeah, because that it's happening. happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it is yeah. happening. I And I do think we we need to draw a line and say, like, we, we can't just keep going a year and a year and a year. But I think 16 is a fair conversation to be had, particularly when it's like school board and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't such a bad episode, Kim. That wasn't terribly long. That wasn't. How long has it been? Three, maybe four no hours? I, I have no idea. I don't Me neither. I, don't I wasn't looking. Hours. I don't time ours, um, <laughs> but that was good though. I think it's interesting. If, if you are mm-hmm. listening and you want to have that debate, hit us up on, on email, on social media, let's talk about this. Um, I, I do, th- I, I, again, full disclosure. I do think that this takes a back seat to the other voting rights going on right now, for sure. Yeah. Um, just unfortunately. full disclaimer. I mean, I think that we can't be losing voting rights for our, for those who have it right now. We can't take theirs away 
and then talk about adding others. Like we have to, we have to fight for what we have right now. Um, and then yeah. also talk about the 16 year old idea. So there you go. This um, HR one thing is a real bummer, yeah. <laughs> really bumming me out and stressing yeah. me out. Yeah, I, I believe that. I mean, you run a nonprofit all about voting. This is definitely a big deal. It, but it shouldn't be like it should be stressful to everybody because this will affect everybody mm-hmm. at some point down the line. Now, it's going to affect a lot of people first, mm-hmm. and it's going to do what what always happens in this country is it's going to affect our BIPOC community first. It's going to affect our disabled Americans first. It's going to affect people who do not fit into the white cisgender Republican you know, box. It's going to affect them first. This will trickle down. If you think that these measures are okay, that taking away, suppressing the vote is okay because it doesn't affect you, you're wrong. Yeah. I I don't know what to tell you. It's just like saying climate change doesn't affect me. Like, yeah, they got fires in California. They've always had fires in California. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Extreme weather's coming to you too. Like, everything trickles down eventually. And, you know, it always hits our, our most vulnerable communities first, because that's what America does best in this country. Is it really, I mean, without fail across the board, this is who it hits first, but it's coming no matter what it's coming your way. So. And if you're a listener who wonders why we keep saying BIPOC, um, black indigenous people of color, those communities are black and brown Americans, our indigenous people, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Latinx, Hispanic descent, all of this, those who are not white uh, is what BIPOC essentially means. So there you go. I just thought of that. Yes. Like, oh, maybe I, I know what that is. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I know at least one listener knows what that is, but maybe the others don't. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Well, Kim, that was uh, thanks for having that discussion. Thanks. You're welcome. And you're welcome to everybody for me only having it for a short amount of time. <laughs> what I would like to do is just have a 24 seven podcast where I just talk about this all the time. Live I'd be like, the, yeah. It'd be like a live stream where it's just in the living room and then I'll walk away and you think like, Oh, I guess I'll get a break. Cause I'm going to go like take a shower. So you think it'll be quiet for a couple minutes. And then I'll like pop out with a towel around me, towel around my head and be like, and another thing about voting, <laughs> like you there's should... still like shampoo in my hair. <laughs> if there was like uh, an app where you could just have a constant conversation and audio and people mm-hmm. could join those rooms and it was like kind of like a like a club where you could mm-hmm. be a part of it i wonder if mm-hmm. you could do that tree fort tree fort okay i'll look that yeah. up yeah yeah um, tree fort is a real company uh so there's there's our episode uh thanks for listening to my america hit us up on social media we are on twitter and instagram both as my america pod mm-hmm. uh, you can email us my at gmail.com i am at dan moyle on twitter and instagram and you are at kim you- moffett on yeah. Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Thanks uh, for following me. Obviously, you're a fan. I am. <laughs> I I I uh hate follow. I follow you and I, and I <laughs> no, we don't no, we're terrible. abolishing the cash bail system and we're abolishing the hate hate follows. <laughs> Let's do it. That is my America. Thanks for listening. Go to the storytellersnetwork.com slash my America. That's us. Kim, what do you have to say? Go vote. Bye.